0: Welcome to Poetry Johns. Today, we have Warren Longmire in the studio. Hey,
1: what's up, y'all?
0: Hey,
2: Warren. Warren is a poet, performer, former poetry editor for Apiary Magazine, and a three-time member of the Philadelphia Fuses National Slam. He's been published in Painted Bride Quarterly, Philadelphia Stories, Metropolarity, 1111, and has two chapbooks, Ripped Winters, and Due Until True. He currently resides in the nameless part of Philly, across from a former mausoleum with one roommate, one Bluetooth karaoke machine, and a pet python named Fuji. You can find his writings, essays, videos, and sounds at dountiltrue.tumblr.com and soundcloud.com WCLongmire. That's right.
0: Warren, welcome to Poetry John. So to start, would you read us a poem of yours?
1: I would be happy to, absolutely. Okay, um, so this is a more recent poem. This may be the first time that I've read it out loud. Cool. Uh, it's called uh, To Children of Rappers Over 40. Hip hop ain't hip hop. Sound ain't nothing but a jello mold gone wet. No more, so go pluck, Miss Australia. Get jiggy. The devil is a lie, so I say, oh hungry, tang- cantankerous ghost, feeling for a knowledge never quench. I don't mind thee, go robot suburb, put stank on Elvis, don't hurt none long as my niece's lungs work. Every laugh is a victory lap, and I know, I see, every day, the tongue of I shouldn't be here, but I am ignite above my head, a shock of heat warmed from Baltimore, passerby, fly sis that called me brother, and she was a stranger, and I almost forgot you never knew James Bage, but brown Stutterin' leg bone ain't the jitterbug. Ain't the crowds gasped. The gathering thunder of me on the radio is not a soul clap. That is something hands do. Old ones, a sink of laughter and lingering hard glance as a glance you held like a handshake. That means something where two or more are gathered in our name. That is the blues and not a sound. This morsel of joy that screamed when a child's past was made tangible You can't hold a quantum's hand, make a glove from it, say it suits your mood today The noun ain't meaning, black ain't black white sheet Blank canvas that forgot its webbing was a grain once Blue ain't blue, this is, this fact My father lives, sweet and human on porches, still silent every spring His body should be a cave of rot. His body is plump with baked flounder and tangerines. And I was a plow horse. And I just typed a foreign language on my future box. And it reads new, 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 today, today. And that's the poem.
0: Well, that was fucking rad. Thank you. We probably should have had another round of applause for that.
3: <laughs> um, put it in post. It's all good. I'm
0: sorry that we wasted our round of applause already. Mm. Um, thank mm. you for reading that. I wrote down my favorite lines like, put stank on Elvis, yeah. and you can't hold a quantum's hand. Hold you, so Warren, you make your living as a programmer, and I want to know what that's like, but I'd like you to answer as if you're talking to a couple of programming noobs, mm. which you very much are.
1: Yeah, that's not a problem. I actually was just talking about this uh, like a little a little while ago. And I mean, the thing the thing about programming is that it's still language when it comes right down to it. It's just like I like to think of it as that it's a different reader that you're targeting. And, uh, you know, like so when you're when you're programming, you're writing language for a computer and they're still reading it line by line. And maybe they'll go back and maybe they'll go forward and they're trying to like figure things out. But it's, it's about just trying to, to take, like, five different words and creating a syntax that allows them to, like, understand what's going on and move things around. And, uh, and, you know, if I'm writing poetry, then I'm writing, I have a much bigger vocabulary, but kind of like the stakes aren't as high um, mm. is the way that I, that I like to think about it. So there's definitely a parallel.
0: Because shit doesn't break if you don't make a exactly. poem right.
1: <laughs> People will just scratch their heads and, you know, they might mumble behind their back but not say it to my front. And that, That's all you right. really have to worry about. But they won't, like, literally explode. <laughs>
0: that's that's
1: which cool. Is, that's, which is nice. That's
0: good to keep in mind. I
2: have that's to remember that, yeah, when I don't want to
1: write poems.
2: So do you find, like, one's kind of a, like, relief or respite from the other? When yeah. programming seems too cold or poetry seems too, like...
1: Too, close? yeah, hot or something. Yeah, um... I mean, like, definitely getting the chance to not stare at a screen all day and just, like, open up a book and just, like, write down the first thing that comes to mind is cool. And with programming, you kind of have to hold, it's like you have to hold the entire system in your head, like, at the same time. So it's just a big, it's a big mental load. You have to understand how things are connecting uh, in a way with, within, you know, particularly with just, like, I love, I love poetry that's just about the language. And it's just, you know, like associating words and letting the images take you where they are. So there's a freedom in, in the use of language and poetry that you definitely don't get in, uh, in programming. Poetry Jones! Things just kind of happen on their own. And he's like there's randomness is always very important. Like the most efficient uh, programming uh, algorithms tend to be ones that include randomness, which is, which is interesting.
0: Well, that's crazy. Include randomness how?
1: Like literally include randomness. Is like 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 there's certain things that use like it's best to just like have the computer pick a pick a number and just like leave it to chance. Like 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 you know some some things that computer scientists been working on for years like search algorithms. Like how do you find a, have a big list and you find one number? And there's you know like hundreds of different uh processes that you can use to try to find one number out of a large list and ends up the most the most efficient one is is like picking is includes picking a random number so it's
0: is is this an argument in favor of chaos
1: yeah i think so
0: that's rad because I I, i'm about that that's i know
1: cool. okay. Yo, computer programming math is like is fucking incredible okay but, um, cool yeah uh,
0: i'm
2: I support chaos. And I wrote a poem about it once. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. Are we going to talk about chaos theory? We're not, because we are going to talk about... for the sure? For the the supplement, we will. If you guys stay tuned after hours. Poetry Johns, after hours. (laughs) Let's talk about your rad public access show called Who Do You Love? Let's do that. Um, So for uh, listeners who might not know, it features two to three guests discussing a different great poet in every episode. Mm -hmm. So we want to know, how did you get this gig? Were you ever on TV before?
1: Um, so I've done things with Moonstone for many years now. And um, I at one point, I was doing a show uh, through Apiary with Moonstone uh, called Po Film Tuesdays. And Po Film Tuesdays, we had a local poet, and they did a set, and they had a, a film that they were, they were really into, and they showed that. And... Uh, and we also included like a short interview, just to like throw it in, just to, like have it there, cause cause they were there, and I always wanted to do an interview, and that ended up being the best part of the show, without a doubt. Um, so in talking to Larry, and unfortunately, like, like you know, post on Tuesdays, it lasted like like four months, something like that, and then it was over. It was a spectacular failure at the end too. Was, the last show was my birthday. It was horrible. <laughs>
2: No. But you yeah. seem to have learned something. I did you learn something. Into- that carried
1: over into the topic at hand. Absolutely, <laughs> no. Um, so, so yeah, I was talking to Larry, and Larry always wanted to do a show where um, every month it was like something in celebration of a birthday of a poet. So um, we, you know, we, we left each other. We came back. Uh, opportunity opened up to do another show at Philly Cam, of which Moonstone has a has a larger association, and uh, he said, "Yeah, so let's." Um, you know, let's combine these two ideas together.
0: Now it's time for bodega snack roulette.
1: That's great. Was that the is that the sound off of Law and Order? Cause I love that sound. <laughs> That's perfect, the drama of it. It was amazing.
0: I once worked at a job where a secretary had her email sound set to that sound, so every time she got a fucking email it was that sound. I would
1: just, like, send her emails constantly.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Good. All right, so number one, we have, uh, produced by Totis, the Donitas Sal y Limón uh, Salt and Lime Flavored Wheat Snack there's a rabbit with his arms crossed and a wide smile on his face. He looks very excited. <laughs> He's to wearing have a these polo shirt. He is wearing a polo shirt. Uh, he, <laughs> looks, he looks pretty jazzed. Is he really? Yeah. That
1: is, yeah, so, that's definitely a polo Warren, shirt.
0: Warren, as a guest of honor, break Single them open okay, and please bro. have the first donita. I and- feel
1: like I might have seen, there's a really great bodega right around the corner from me that it looks like they might have something like this.
0: Well, that's the benefit of this segment is okay. you discover a lot of great new snacks. So, it look
1: like Funyuns, first of all. Like, it definitely has, like, a solid Funyun texture, but it's much smaller. And I'm shocked at how uniform they are. Let's have a bite. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Just to prove these aren't
0: poisonous.
1: Okay, you only get them. You only get the lime in the back, like it only happens like after a mm, while. Mm,
0: mm. They're like very but mild yeah. Cheetos. Yeah, like very mi- like mild, mild Cheetos. Like if Cheetos are too much of a thrill for you, you That's will good. love Donuts. I just
1: really expected. I expected <laughs> the lime to be. <laughs> yeah, I think you just buy a handful. I just had five.
0: Nice texture, <laughs> very light crunch. Warren mm. loves them for one. I think they're okay. I think they're okay. Yeah. I um. could eat this whole bag. <laughs> Number two, we have Milkita, milkshake candy, vanilla flavor. So there's a cow on these. They're a good source of calcium. Allegedly, it's like a milkshake. Let's
1: see I've if- eaten nothing but fried chicken today, so this is perfect. Well,
0: now well, you're getting your calcium.
1: Yeah.
2: Individually wrapped for your safety. Nice. There's always one that's individually. Oh, 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 they're hard. That's much
1: harder than I expected. I dropped
0: mine on the floor, but I'm still gonna eat
2: it.
1: I can't open this thing.
0: It's kind of hard to open. Okay.
1: (laughs) Oh. Y'all do not look pleased.
2: I don't trust them. (laughs) Oh,
0: they're they're not bad. Wait, you can bite it? Yeah. You bit it?
2: I would recommend
0: it.
1: It doesn't stick. I I buy it, and it just kind of molds to my teeth. (laughs) <laughs> but also
0: a mild snack. Very mild snacks tonight. Mm. It's like a mild vanilla Where flavor. a milkshake? Milkshake can Milkshake. milkshake. Not as good as a milkshake. That's accurate my
1: though. verdict. It yeah. tastes milkshaking. Yeah.
0: It's so. yes, not just vanilla. That's true.
1: Mm. I would not eat this again.
0: <laughs> All right, fair that enough. Harsh words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a vanilla. Let's have some chocolate. Mm. This is everyone says good, good eat, trademark. <laughs> rice snack, chocolate flavor. It's a young girl in a schoolgirl's uniform, wearing sandals, pushing these uh, circular-shaped O's with a with a hook. So she's pushing them along. There's a little motion.
1: That's weird. And she like pu- she's not pulling them. She's pushing them.
0: She's, she's, oh wow. Well, get let, yeah. let's have your take. She's pushing them, I think. No, she is. It's yeah. Like an upside down cane. On the back, she says "Good, good eat." She's actually talking very, like, on the back.
1: Aerodynamic and shit. Too.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm yeah break them open see okay, what you fine. think All right. All right. I'm gonna spit this vanilla shit out cause I don't frankly I don't want any more.
1: I'm surprised I was like yo I just want this out of my mouth before I eat the chocolate guys things.
0: I'm silent
2: cause I'm still chewing it, it okay. never ends it's not biodegradable also I guess Milky is out is a
1: sponsor <laughs> of Poetry Johnson I may not be the best person to open this this is not working can one of y'all can you help me open this jar please
2: if we never open them Our sound engineer, Dan. We're turning to the sound guy. He has the
1: strength. Why do we talk about poems? Like, we could just be doing this. Could we just have more (laughs) snacks? More
2: snacks, less poems. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The air impossible to open. We We need need an in-studio bag opener. We need a a blade.
1: Can we, yeah, can we stab it with something? There we go.
0: Great news.
2: Good Good
1: Eat is open.
0: Yeah. Warren, you have to go first.
1: Okay. Oh, this is nice. There's that whistling. Holy... Look at that. So they look
2: similar to the um, Tote oh, patties.
1: No. It's like night and day. Oh, shit.
0: Oh, they're little donuts. Oh, no. No? Oh, guys, I don't even want to try mm-hmm. it. I like this. No. You know what? No, I like it, too.
1: It's like cereal. Oh. It tastes like, it, it, it tastes like, um, you know, it tastes like a, like a, a cereal
0: no 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 it's like those fucking wafer crackers those yeah. like yeah. Those crackers oh is it like, absolutely what are those does. called what are those called that's know. exactly what that tastes like yeah. and those are delicious this is like a more snack condensed these are of that. legit
1: yeah those are good alright I will have another yeah. I, I was wrong I, was I want wrong. another too yeah good, they have good good eats
2: food or artificial flavors they're
1: rice snacks yo this is the best rice snack ever y'all. <laughs>
2: You heard it here. I've never
1: liked rice before.
2: Thank you for indulging us, Warren. Everyone survived another round, another uh, high stakes round. (laughs) Take a snack roulette. So, being that, well, do you identify as like a slam poet, as a page poet, a little bit of both?
1: I mean, I I identify as a poet, and yeah, I, I I think it's there's lots of different ways to paint, and you know, and Mm -hmm. there's lots of different ways to be a poet.
2: So then that being said, we're super interested in the relationship between slam and written poetry. And since you've done both, um, and like speaking from both of us, having heard you perform, your readings are so powerful and it comes from the poets that you read, but do you think that your slam background also contributes to your presentation of them? Because there are some poets who I love on the mm-hmm. page and then I see them read and I'm just like, yeah. if, I, if this is my only exposure to you, I, don't think, I, I would have never found the poem as brilliant. Yeah.
1: And it's definitely it's a different experience, like reading something on the page, and I think there's different considerations that that come up. Um, I mean, my my whole thing with like when I I wrote I wrote poetry for a while, but I didn't get into, but I but I was in I was a theater person first, and was really into acting initially, especially like children's theater at that point, and um, and so I always saw slam poetry as a way of just kind of, like, flexing those muscles. And I was like, yeah, you might write your own things, but it's a, it is is inherently a performative art. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've, I've always liked the term performance poetry better than I've liked slam poetry. Because slam, mm-hmm. slam poetry, it's like, you know, it's it's a, it's a type of event. But performance poetry is, like, what it actually is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's hard to compare exactly. Like, you might have the same types of language and the same types of considerations, but if you're a performance poet, then it's just, like, the audience is in front of you. And so you, you know... You write your work, and you certainly perform your work with that in mind. Like, the voice is even more important. Mm -hmm. Character is more important. You know, Mm -hmm. blocking might be important, you know. Mm -hmm. You can think of it as actually writing a monologue. And so it's just like, you know, it's just different tools that you can work with. Now, on the other hand, I mean, like, reading a poem, I think there's certain things that aren't going to communicate as well, too. Mm -hmm. And it just depends on kind of what your intentions are.
2: Do you think... I mean, especially in our internet age, sometimes I think about this. Should all poets feel an obligation to perform their work, especially if maybe they're not a strong performer? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that?
1: I, 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 you know, if you plan on performing it publicly, you know, as a part of your deal, just as an artist, I don't see why you wouldn't use that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, what what gets me is just it feel it seems sometimes that that poets get on the stage and it's like they don't care
2: mm-hmm. well arguably that's intentional which i don't know why like what a does weird... that mean let's talk about it emma <laughs> what do you think
0: i think it's a dick
2: move <laughs> <laughs> there's like a weird thing i mean our generation anyway like sincerity is out right in the 90s in the 90s the poets were so earnest yeah. and i think it did something before in the
1: When everything changed. Yeah, but
2: I think um, people are worried about being cheesy or like sentimental and they go the complete opposite route. And then what happens? It's like, if you don't look stoked to be here, Mm. why would your audience be stoked to be here? But that
1: sucks. I mean, like, even if you're going to be, you know, like, snarky and ironic, I mean, like, that's a that's that's a performative thing, too. Yeah, like, well, like, then you better do be, it well yeah. so people know. But don't just, like, be in there and just, like, pretend that nobody is in front of you. Like, people are there. And I don't know, I mean, like, like, like regardless of whether you're a poet or, or an actor or whatever, you're an artist. And if you're an artist and you're presenting your work in certain kinds of mediums, why wouldn't you want to use the mediums that are in front of you? Well, people,
2: Absolutely. I think sometimes they act like they, they, they purposely act like they stumbled in there by accident, like... Mm-hmm. Fine. I wrote these poems, I guess, like, you guys can listen to them if you want, and it's like, well, you
0: agreed to do this, you knew this was happening.
2: Yeah,
1: that's fucking bullshit, like, you know, <laughs> like, re- respect your own art, like, why wouldn't you want your words to be performed as well as possible?
0: For sure, make the work sing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, when you're writing or when you're working on stuff, do you make the distinction between this is something more performative, this is something just for the page, or for you is it one the same?
1: Uh, it goes in cycles, you know? Like, there's sometimes where I'm very much thinking about this as a piece that I am going to perform, and there's elements in that that I want to use. Like, uh, like there was one poem, uh, that I was writing, uh, it was like, like, like slightly after Macklemore, like, won the Grammy, uh, over, over Kendrick Lamar the first time.
0: Laugh Now Loud Forever.
1: Yeah! No, that's, that's not gonna last. That f- poor poor bastard yeah but um but I wanted to I wanted to work with the idea of just like being on stage as uh um as an award like like you know like person who gave who gave out an award in the very beginning of it kind of relied on the fact that there's already clapping in the room and continuing that clapping Mm. as a part that kind of led into the poem and so for that you know like doing something like that like that is purely kind of like a performance consideration Um, A lot of times it's just like, you know, for free writes, for for first drafts, um, you know, with with times where I don't have as much of an intention, like a lot of times they'll just kind of start off as just kind of like written pieces Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they'll end up staying there. A lot of my poems end up having two different versions uh, because I start to think about, okay, well, these are the performance uh, kind of like possibilities of this piece, Mm -hmm. but it's only after it's kind of like, I've had some time to think about it and play with it.
2: So, performing is sort of good for the editing process. Which oh, for sure. Like you feel the vibe in the room, and then like this oh. line totally works. Oh, my
1: God. It kind of sucks because it's like editing never ends, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because like you're, it, it gets down to, you know, like for whatever reason, this is like there's too many syllables inside of this line. There's a natural pace and music to it. And, uh, and, you know, you'll find the edits without even having to think about it. It becomes very clear when things drag.
2: But with the performance, I, I really like the credit that you give the audience. So yeah. that, like, if they're not responding well to something, it's not because they're a crappy audience. It might be because something needs to be fixed. Because you're not be communicating,
1: yeah.
2: Where I think some people, the impulse would be to be like, well, you guys just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong crowd.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It uh, definitely, it makes you honest, performing.
0: I don't know if any of us are old enough to know this, because we're so young. Uh, uh, but how has YouTube change slam
1: Mm, yeah i mean you know it's definitely made a lot of people's careers like at this point button poetry is like the beginning and the end people go to nationals just to get on button poetry and uh it'll blow you up for
0: the listeners who don't know button poetry is it's
1: a youtube channel uh that's been covering like the major spoken word national spoken word events in the country for a number of years now and, um, yeah, I mean, it's just if you're into spoken word at all, then that's kind of where you're where you're going to go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like it just like I mean, it's not the first thing that's done it like Deaf Poets was kind of like this entryway. But once you do that, then, you know, you can put it on your press on your press package and you can start getting college gigs like it. So it's a it's definitely a big deal. I feel two ways about it. Because especially with Slam, you know, I mean, like, it's definitely true that's kind of honed in on a certain kind of style. It's gone through movements of kind of, like, what is and is not. And in some ways, these, you know, like, they're they're natural kind of, like, evolutions of things. And in other ways, it's just, like, been very restrictive. Um, I, but, yeah, and, you know, and it's also, you know, I mean, I remember I was, I coach a, a PYPM, like, high school league, the high school team. And we were having a workshop. And I respect all of those people, number one. But you know, like when they were talking about like how to frame a workshop, they were just at this point saying, you know what? Like most of the time, we give examples of poems for this exercise. Just show them a video. Like most of us at this point, we don't we don't have them. We don't make printouts. We don't have them read the poetry at all. And I was just thinking, ah, but you're gonna lose so much, you know. And um, and you know, I mean, and that's I think that's that's just as sad to concentrate specifically just on performance and and just on audience reaction. Uh, can definitely be, be limiting.
0: So you, we had some emails with you before the show, and in one you said that the science of booking for Philly's wide poetry community definitely has a place in your heart. And I think we were struck by that language, and it does strike me as a science, because like you have referenced, and ha- uh, like we've talked about, the community, the poetry community, is so diverse and so different. So how do you go about booking somebody out of all these choices?
1: Yeah, I mean, what's still... As time has gone on and I've done more and more shows, I've tried not to be, like, too stressed about it and be too intentional about things. Like, as long as you're out there, then, you know, you're going to meet people. But the big thing is being able to identify what different audiences are and, and what they bring and, uh, and, you know, like, who will be able to provide a certain kind of audience and especially with, like, I, I do this one show, uh, uh, Get Lucid, uh, like, the Get Lucid open mic, and it happens once a month, and we have two different features there per month, and of, you know, like, creating different juxtapositions of audiences that are there that still might jive based on whoever, like, the two uh, the two features are. Jones? Uh,
2: so tell us a little about the one-man show that you're planning Um what are you hoping to do with the show? Right. What were some influences? Um, i gonna give some preview. I over
1: I oversold my myself a little bit. So I mean, I every you know, I've done I've done three three one manish shows over the course of the years. I get a pull to do one, um, you know, like every once in a while because like fuck slam. Like I mean, I still want to perform do poems with fuck slam, you know. <laughs> and so I'm definitely feeling that pull right now. Mm-hmm. I've been learning I've been I've been drumming seriously for like the past year i've been taking lessons for like the past three months and been doing here and there some things with like adding adding that to my pieces and i've always been interested in adding music to to poetry um what was this this was early this that couldn't have been this year last year uh i did a sweet five poems uh, initially for Afrofuturist, and then I, I did a like a two a two night a two night run, of a show called It in the Time of More, and science fiction piece, and it was about kind of like the effects of Oculus of the Oculus Rift of like this this three it was this crazy, plot that really mostly existed in my head like it didn't it almost made sense you know, um yeah about like all of humanity being trapped inside of a of a virtual reality massively multiplayer game.
2: Oh like existence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sort of like time that. Time not time. like that at all. It was not anywhere near like that. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. I know what you're talking about. It's Talk it a great it's a great <laughs> So yeah, I did that and it was pretty cool. Um I have been writing a lot more and I think better poems that are about um technology and my relationship with it. And so I'm starting to put music to them, to arrange them. And uh, if, a, if a better show comes out of that, then i am definitely be very happy. There's one or two other projects that are kind of like playing around. So, um, so yeah, I got a I got an example of something that I'm doing with it that I'm Please. happy to play for you. Please. Love to hear it. Okay. Logic Gate. More than moving things more than tuning or cooking without a flame or cooling this energy of ours became and is and holds in a light bulb on or off this energy of ours became a word without meaning but to say that this is a thing that points now the most important masters thesis suggests function may this time take a back seat to a dot of morse code an axi translated into a greeting talk seems so useless
3: yet when we teach a new thing to hold a word inside, inside, we are still so surprised the day it all answers back. One, one, or no one is the whole that two is, or the space where one can or should, yes, Of course, yes, because build or empty at a time, too. Okay, there must be so. I will call this one an A, and this one a B, and these five are vowels. says this math, says there is a space and a divide on a what, oh, please, and pass a word called string, a phrase says blink, and I say hello, because you did the light choices there are not infinite choices here are a list of your choices here is your list these are your patterns in my cloud this is your day in my face at 3 p.m all music will turn melancholy at 5 i flash the photo you captioned where did the time go that saddest you erased saying you are so beautiful i will never forget what does that mean I blinked, what does that mean in your glasses today when you asked for directions to what? I said, there are so many directions, your forehead announced you felt stress, so I made myself visible to you. This stereo is a good way to see, I can read the space between us now, it is bright. I like this blur on your wall that keeps saying me, like you do me, like you do me, like you do me.
2: Warren, this was like a master class in oh. uh, performing poetry. Just your general take on the poetry world. Really unique and refreshing. Um, it was great to have you as a guest thank you, it was really great to be here
0: an utter pleasure
2: we're going to end on that note thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time love you PJ
0: babies, bye Mm -hmm.
2: Poetry Johns is recorded in South Philadelphia with music and editing by Dan King so much to all our listeners. We'll see you guys next time.